0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Hyperion Hub, your meeting place for all things Disney. Now your hosts.
1: Hello and welcome to the Hyperion Hub. I'm John Alois and joined by Sean Dagenhart. Hi there. And John Rudling Schaefer.
2: Hello, hello.
1: Before we get started, I want to remind you that we are on all the major social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter, we're at Hub Hyperion. If you'd like to get a hold of us through email, you can email us at podcast at the HyperionHub.com. And you can also send us a voice recorded message and you might hear yourself on the show. We like to start things off with our Disney views, and we have an interesting one this week. If you could spend the night anywhere in Walt Disney World, where would you sleep? Anywhere on the property. It could be in the savannah. It could be at the top of the tree of life. (laughs) Where would you guys uh, settle up for the night? Well, I think I'm going to have to go with uh, being
3: unoriginal and just say the suite in Cinderella Castle.
1: The dream suite. Yes. Beautiful place.
3: The dream suite. Yeah. I did the Keys to the Kingdom tour on our last trip and our host had been a handler for some people that had won a night in the suite and he had some great stories and funny things uh, you know about what goes on there and how nice it is so that would be mine
2: not bad well i grew up on a lake i love boats uh love cruising whatever i can do and to tie that into my love for disney when i was a little kid my very first picture with mickey mouse was on empress lily the empress lily was a character breakfast sitting in the middle of lake buena vista at lake buena vista village which became Disney Springs 40 years later, and sitting just off of a property that became Saratoga Springs. So that leads me to where I think I would be the most calm, and that would have to be on the Liberty Bell, trolling our way around in circles, nodding off, uh, probably getting eaten alive by mosquitoes, but it would be well worth it.
1: No, remember, Disney controls all that. You'd be safe.
2: Fair enough, but every once in a while I still get a mosquito bite, I'll be honest.
1: I did think about, you know, floating along maybe in uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean or on the Jungle Cruise or something like that, but I have the perfect place. I know exactly where I would want to spend the night inside the Millennium Falcon. The idea of walking in the footsteps of Han Solo and Chewbacca would be... Man, I, I'd, I'd pay good money for that, that's for sure. That was on my list. Where would you stay? Where would you sleep inside Walt Disney World or Disneyland or any Disney property? Let us know. You can email us once again at podcast at the hubcom Now on to our main topic, and let's throw it over to John.
2: Well, thanks, John. And guys, I, I tell you, there are highs and lows when you're away from Disney, and Sometimes you're thinking, boy, it's nice to sleep in my own bed, uh, not have a crazy schedule trying to hit the the first rope drop of your particular park. Um, but then there are the other times when you go, man, what I wouldn't give to have X at Animal Kingdom. Or, boy, what I wouldn't give to be sitting at Y at Epcot. And so I thought maybe this episode should focus on something I love tremendously and I'm pretty sure I have unanimous support for this. Guys, when we go to these theme parks at Disney World, there's something I got to get to eat at each one and it's not a complete trip unless I do. I'm sure you guys feel the same way, right? Just one thing? <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh so I thought, you know, maybe we could spend Um, a little bit of time talking about, you know, one or two, whether it be a restaurant or a quick service or where you spend those last 4,000 snack credits that you never do spend on the meal plan. Uh, We've got a place uh, if you're you're looking. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, really just a quick trip around each of the four parks. And who knows, you you know, there may be an opportunity for a special guest to help us out when we get done with our discussion.
1: Very good. You want to start at the Magic Kingdom?
2: I think that's a logical place. Sean, what do you got to have when you're at the Magic Kingdom?
3: Well, let's see. Mickey bars, Mickey pretzels, Dole Whip, uh, Casey's Hot Dog, uh, Stop at the Crystal Palace, Pecos Spills. Oh, yeah, we we love the food.
2: All right. Well, I guess he's hit everything, so uh, we're time to move on. (laughs)
1: When you finish your bottle of Pepto-Bismol, is this... (laughs) Is this throughout the trip or in one day? How do you pull this off?
3: I just throughout the trip. I mean, you know, we usually plan our trips and uh, do it like a Magic Kingdom every other day if we're there for a week and then do one day at the other parks. So, you know, I've got, you know, we've got our favorites and we'll do maybe Pecos Spills one day and we've got to do Casey's for lunch. And But the snacks, I mean, you know, really, we're there for the snacks. So our girls love the Mickey bars and I just ask them about their favorite food um, as we were preparing for this episode, and they said Mickey bars, and then somebody said Casey's hot dogs. and So yeah, special memories.
2: Well, and I think that's an important part, Sean. I mean, there is no doubt, for me in particular, um, with our family, getting a particular snack at a location is the quintessential part of memory making. It's not our trip unless we get for us, it's slushies at the Big Top Souvenir there over in Storybook Circus. If my children don't have bright red tongues or bright blue tongues, depending which you know which kids get which slushy, it's not a complete trip. You know, we usually go in the summer, thousand degrees. Of course, I'm, I'm going to sample all of them, or maybe get a lemonade one for my own. But it is—it's the memories that attach to those.
3: And that's part of the problem with being stuck with. You know, we have to do this, and we have to eat at these places, and then you hardly have a chance to explore other options. You know, I hear people talking about these wonderful restaurants that we've never been to because we have to hit Crystal Palace and Pecos Bills and be our guest, and those are kind of our standards. So, yeah, that's a struggle for us.
1: There are some things that I'm probably going to say that I'm fine if I miss, but the one thing I always have to hit is definitely a Dole Whip float at Aloha Isle in Adventureland. I also love the Citrus Swirl there, uh, but um at Sunshine Tree Terrace, but the Dole Whip float is a must. And if for some reason I don't get it at Magic Kingdom, we might head over to the Polynesian and get one there. And they, they also have rum in, the, in some of the ones over at the Poly. But not to say that that's my top choice, but uh, definitely one at uh, the Magic Kingdom for sure.
2: So, and John, you, you, you make an interesting point there about the, the Polynesian. And, you know, obviously we could do an entire episode on resort food, and, and maybe we should. Um, but, you know, I think maybe it makes sense now to just hop on the monorail over from Magic Kingdom and head to Epcot. John, what do you like when you get over to Epcot?
1: My go-to snack at Epcot is a jumble pretzel at the Germany Pavilion. I love walking around the stores and just eating that thing for like 15, 20 minutes. It's great.
2: Very good. Sean, what do you like over there?
3: Yeah, I'd have to go with the pretzels in
2: Germany. You know, we just got done talking about a sweet treat over in Magic Kingdom. I think I would be run out of the family if we didn't stop um, for ice cream. Now... What shape or type is always up for debate amongst the four children. Uh, But between uh, l'artisans de glace, I mean, we have to have at least a scoop of something, usually vanilla, for uh, my more bland, taste-budded children. Um, But even uh, I enjoy, um, and a little cultural lesson here, the macaron versus the macaroon. You know, I make sure we're clear. The macaron is the almond flour-based sandwich um, cookie-type sweet treat with ice cream in the middle. Macaroons, we're talking coconut and puffy stuff that we're not, no, they're not at Epcot. So if we can get a macaron sandwich, um, I've done my job for the family. So after we have our ice cream, I feel like it's time to probably go for a long walk in the hottest park uh, on the planet, and that would be Animal Kingdom. Now, I know we have talked off-air many times about a couple of places. Uh, Sean, what do you like to eat over at Animal Kingdom?
3: Um, favorite of ours is Tusker House. Uh, the girls like to do their character meals there. Um, that's always fun. We love those buffets.
1: I, You know, we're not big snackers at Animal Kingdom, um, but one place where we like to go hang out is the Nomad Lounge uh, next to Tiffin's, um, and we love their small plate options. The Tiffin's Bread Service is what I remember more than anything else. And there's, there's a lot of meats and, and different things to choose from. But the uh, bread service was a little bit spicy and really cool place to hang out as well and, and kind of get out of the sun. And uh, my wife and, and kids and I just sat there for about an hour one day while people were running by us trying to head off of uh, Discovery Island onto the other locations of the park. So great place to go. Cool.
2: Well, that leaves us with one more, Hollywood Studios, and I know that is a park you guys probably could spend all day in. I'm good hitting Toy Story and leaving, so, uh, you know, you guys have other options, I'm sure, but, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, there actually are some hidden gems in there, and, you know, when we had our kids at a certain age, yeah, there were... A couple of restaurants, at least one in particular, that I just can't even bring myself to say because I had or saw so many chicken nuggets being consumed, it made me sick. Um, but uh, when we got a little bit older, we had a really nice time at uh, Sci-Fi uh, Dine-In. Um, it was a really cool experience i can't imagine working in there all day in a dark room but i mean if you want a classic burger um, and a milkshake man that's the place to go and i have wonderful memories of there it was a family trip with our in-laws or my in-laws and the drive-in burger think barbecue cheddar brioche bun onion ring even a fried banana pepper and then you throw a thick milkshake on it man you are completely worthless for the rest of the day
1: I know exactly what you're talking about. Sci-Fi dine-in. It's really an awesome, awesome atmosphere to sit there and pretend like you're back in the in the '50s uh, in a drive-in theater and eating a hamburger and having the Oreo milkshake. So the Oreo milkshake is my snack there, and I also love the s'mores mm. dessert at '50s Primetime Cafe. One time, my wife ordered. Uh, the dessert and she wanted to get a couple of pictures and the other three animals sitting at the table completely devoured it. And I think she got to lick the plate. <laughs> it's a little bit embarrassing. I'm sure people around us felt sorry for her. And, um, but you know, we've gone back and had it and it's just phenomenal.
3: Yeah. When we were there in January, uh, we ate at Ronto Roasters uh, first trip to galaxy's edge and, <laughs> atmosphere second to none i mean it was we didn't have the blue milk i couldn't bring myself to pay seven dollars for a glass of milk but the ronto wraps we did the breakfast there fantastic
2: awesome guys we've been pretty civil this time and i appreciate that you know this wasn't our uh, epcot i don't want to call it a disagreement but our frank conversation about which way you're supposed to go when you go around the World Showcase. But, you know, looking ahead here, we've had some pretty good conversation about our favorite foods, but I'm sorry, it's time to call in the expert. If only we knew someone who, I don't know, co-hosts a best and worst podcast about Walt Disney World, maybe has done countless food reviews of quick service places to restaurants to snacks, and maybe even even shared recipes of her own, of favorites at Disney World, from her own kitchen. Guys, I've seen this person on my TV put together a gingerbread house of the Contemporary Resort. (laughs) I mean, if we couldn't pick someone better for this, I'm at a loss. But here, joining us tonight, I am thrilled to welcome, from the Diz Unplugged family, Denny Sunderly. Welcome.
0: Hi, guys. Thank you so much. And I don't know how to follow that introduction. <laughs> Bless you.
2: <laughs> oh, well, well, then we're done. Thanks for joining okay. us. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out. No, no. But seriously, thank you for joining us. This is an opportunity. Um, you know, those of us that aren't able to get to the parks frequently, 2020 being obviously the major exception, um, we miss the sights, we miss the sounds, we miss the foods. Um, we really just um, look to whatever we can to bring us back to memories, to what we enjoy, and to look forward to our next trip. And we couldn't think of anything better than a food episode. And really, I'll look to John and Sean to pick one of um, the four theme parks that we want to start and get the expert's opinion, whether it be the thing you got to have no matter the time of year, or maybe something for the holidays or a particular festival.
1: Why don't we leave it up to our guests? Where would you like to start, Denny?
0: Well, I feel like it would only be right if we started at the very beginning, if we started it with Magic Kingdom. Um, let's go to the park that um, that really, it offers so many different um, experiences as far as food is concerned. And it's funny that you you know, you mentioned about connecting during a time where you can't be there. That is so important and so essential for the Disney fan. So much of what we experience at Walt Disney World is crafted around the food experience, right? And so we can have one of those tastes and immediately just all comes flooding back to us. And, uh, and it, just gives us all those warm fuzzies. So let's let's talk about some of some of the favorites. And please understand that if I leave out a favorite, it's not you know, it's it's not to cause umbrage or heartburn or heartache, <laughs> <laughs> because I could literally be there for days eating. I mean, I think we all could pull up a lazy boy chair right in the middle of the hub and just eat until our hearts content. Um, but when I thought about where I would want someone to steer, because I mean, hello, we don't have a money tree in the backyard, right? So we need to think through what we purchase in the park. We we want to pick the best of the best. So here goes. For me, and this is just as a, as a Disney history buff, and I have... Uh, friends uh, uh, on the Diz team who would disagree with me, but that's all right. Um, The Plaza restaurant is, Mm. is one of the very first places that I would send. And I have sent people to before it is old Walt Disney world at its finest. It is untainted by, um, by what is happening outside. It almost as, as if in a very good way, it's the land that time forgot it. Um, (laughs) You just step inside and there's this beautiful scroll work, just the room itself is just very welcoming and unassuming. It is what you, what I hope that, um, that a nice comforting restaurant would be. The food also unassuming, but delicious. I have chosen that restaurant for my birthday breakfast before. So that speaks highly about what I think of that restaurant.
1: I've only eaten there once, but it, it felt, uh, yeah, when you say Old World, Walt Disney World, it felt like it was built without those large crowds in mind. It's a little bit small on the inside, right. but uh, very intimate. And, uh, yeah, the food was great.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's nothing too horribly fancy. It's just good food.
2: I have to say, you know, the out of the countless restaurants there, You're right. It's just a a nice, quaint opportunity. You know, so often we're just going 100 miles an hour in different directions all over the parks. I think we overlook um, the opportunity to sit down as a family or with your group or your friends, um, and, and that's a wonderful place to do it. We've been there a couple of times and certainly look forward to going back.
1: How about snacks? What are your
0: go-to snacks? Oh, my goodness. Um, So obviously your Mickey premium bar. I mean, how does it get better than that? Legit. I mean, let's just get right down to it. That in the middle of the Magic Kingdom is pretty fantastic. Um, I think you have to. I know it's, it's been said and done a million times, and here's a million and one, but your Dole Whip, just if you've never had it before or if you've never stopped by because they're trying new things with Dole Whip, new Dole Whip flavors, stop by, see what they're doing at Aloha Isle and just check in. And if you've never had it, go for it. Or if they're doing something crazy with a fun flavor, go for that too, because that's a lot of fun. Um, And of course my, I enjoy, I'm a huge Orange Bird fan. So give me the citrus swirl. I will take the citrus swirl over a Dole Whip any day eat the Dole Whip to enjoy it, and say that you've done it, and then go get a citrus swirl. In that order? Yes, please. Oh, okay. <laughs> check, check one box, and then go Got really it. savor your citrus I'm swirl.
1: going to have a confession right now. Uh, one of the last Uh-oh. trips we took there, um, I my family wanted to go on Magic Carpets, and uh, I was fine not going on it. And so... While while I sent them on it, I knew full and well I was heading over to Sunshine. Is it was it Sunshine Tree <sighs> Terrace, and I got a c- citrus swirl, and I tried to eat it as fast as I could <laughs> because we had you know we had had so many snacks and I was tra- and they saw me from above <laughs> and they were pointing down at me. <laughs>
0: busted yeah
2: we ended yeah, up getting probably one. The, the worst ride for them to be on to spot you doing something yeah, yeah.
1: i don't know what i was thinking
0: they had an aerial view yeah. <laughs> 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 That's really great. If, um, just as a side note, as an honorable mention, if you haven't tried um, Jungle Navigation Company Limited Skipper Canteen, oh, I would definitely uh, recommend that people um, just stop by there and try a little something. The hearty Har Char Soup Pork, very, very good, comes with veggies and rice. Um, it's, if you are a Jungle Cruise or a Walt Disney World buff, there is so much in there to be able again history, cute little winks and nods throughout the entire restaurant. Adventure Club. I mean, uh, yes, <laughs> yes. So, and if you if you get to walk through the um, the secret hallway, um, just stand there and read some of the spines of those books and take pictures. And I mean. You need time to stand there and read all those. But I would definitely uh, recommend that as well.
3: Now, our girls, it's not my favorite, but it's become one of a just a tradition that we have to do. They have to eat at Casey's Corner. And I say, it's a hot dog. And look at all the other food options we have. But for them, and I don't know if it's because we went there the first visit or what, but they just have such fond memories of Casey's Corner and getting those very expensive foot long hot dogs.
0: Oh, but they're so fun. They're so much fun and they do seasonal toppings and all that, not, you know, in the before times, before COVID, they would do all those fan, fantastic seasonal um, hot dogs. But yeah, isn't that, but they associate going there and being with the family mm-hmm. and part of the experience, you know, that, that hot dog goes hand in hand with every other experience they have yeah, in the park. Exactly. So. So the baseball
1: guy out front, the baseball guy, we've been, I've been taking a picture in front of that with that statue since 2000. And um, I don't remember it being there when I was little, but now my kids, I think uh, when my, when my son started, he wasn't even able to stand up by himself. I held him and we both tried to make that. So now he's 15. So we've, you know, we did it last year. And so it's one of our traditions right outside Casey's. I don't mind the food, but I agree with you. It, it, it's just that whole atmosphere. It's the piano man right outside. It's it's yep. everything about that corner. It reminds me of obviously of Disneyland and uh, Coke Corner out there. So yes. very cool.
3: And now Evan's taller than you, right? Yes. <laughs> <He is.
1: laughs> so now I? does he hold you when you get the picture taken? <laughs> not quite. <laughs> not quite. My wow. daughter is twelve and she's almost so, as tall as me. So it's nice. So I'm the
3: shortest of all of us, so I'm not yeah, that's I understand that.
0: Love that.
3: So,
2: where where should we go next? Which park?
0: Um, I think we go over to Hollywood Studios. Okay. Why not? Is that okay, guys? Perfect. All right. So, Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um, yes, there are some things that you can um, that are a little bit more accessible, I guess, um, as far as heading, you know, getting your hands on that, being able to, to get in. You don't need a reservation. Obviously, you just get, need to get into the park, head back to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and you have a, a, a box you need to check, and that's the Ronto Wrap. You just have to. And um, If you're a Star Wars fan of any ilk, you need to go back there anyhow, because you get to stand there and just soak it all in. It's just amazing. But the Ronto wrap is so good, and it's something that I just think, really? Really? It's sausage, and it's turkey, and it's peppercorn ranch dressing, and it's all of this stuff, and it's on this big pita thing, and I'm supposed to eat this, and yes, it is so good, so good. Um, and you know, you'll have a a table all to yourself and it, you know, you'll have the dressing all over your face and you just, you know, (laughs) grab a ton of napkins. It's, it's a good thing. Just have your napkins. Then go next door when you're ready for dinner at docking Bay seven and have the Batuan pot roast. It used to be called the braised shack roast. Um, I have gone specifically into the park, made a beeline back to galaxy's edge just to have that. Um, When my hubby is working late, I've grabbed a book and I go and sit outside under the lights. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, they just have a really nice seating courtyard right outside. And so I'll just sit out there and eat my pot roast, which is so, it's not theme park food, right? Like it's, it's an elevated, it's a lovely pot roast dish with these, you know, amazing little mushrooms and, um, and 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 pasta in this delicate sauce. It's just so, so good. They've done such a great job. And it's, you know, it is $18.99, so it's a little bit more expensive than your normal theme park fare. But it's also not your normal theme park fare.
1: So where yeah. would you have gone... Uh, before Galaxy's Edge, BGE, what, what would have okay. been your uh, your place
0: pulling you in? The coup de grace, which is still the coup de grace, but you need a reservation, is Hollywood Brown Derby. It's um, there is something about walking and and this is similar to another one that I'm going to say at uh, at one of the other parks. There's something magical about the interior space of Hollywood Brown Derby, the cognac colored leather you know banquettes, the um the lower lighting you step down into the bowl of the dining room even now under covid safety precautions and measures it's still a magical place and it's very different and you might think oh i need to really be dressed for dinner here and you can if if you have if you've brought your fancy clothes on vacation by all means you change into your fancy clothes and you wear them to hollywood brown derby but if you're not, and you've been sweating all around the park all day, schlepping here, there, and everywhere, it does not even begin to matter. You belong there as well, and it is obviously the the Cobb salad is really yeah. the um, That's you, their you signature. Right, It is. Yeah. And you think it's a salad for crying out loud. What? But no, it is so, um, so far and above any other salad that you're going to have. And something you may not realize with the Cobb salad is you can have that personalized. So while there are all these ingredients that come on that salad, you can ask for any one of those ingredients or five of them to be held off mm-hmm. of your salad. So... If, you know, green onions, chives are not your thing, you can ask those to be held. Same with tomatoes. You can ask those, all of those ingredients so that it's crafted specifically for you and you're still getting that same experience. It's delightful.
1: Excellent. How about snacks?
0: snacks so um nothing makes me happier than to have um a hot fudge sundae from hollywood scoops at the end of sunset boulevard at the foot of the tower of terror i just it i have um the day that that reopened that did not reopen with the park and um and i would stand there longingly looking <laughs> at the closed <laughs> hollywood scoops but Thankfully, um, it reopened, and that first day that I went back, I just looked at that cast member, and I said, out of all these places that I wanted to reopen, this was the biggest, so thank you for being here, and she looked at me like she probably thought I was crazy. Well, she probably thought,
1: um, yeah, we know, we've seen you.
2: <laughs> You've been
0: crying on the corner. We recognize you. Yeah,
2: you, you have been videotaped um, numerous times. Yes,
1: yes, this is enough. <laughs> yes.
0: But yeah, that is, I'm, I'm pretty simple when it comes to desserts. When it's my time in the park, like if I'm not there to review something, uh, you know, I'll stop by Hollywood Studios specifically if I'm able to get a, a park pass, specifically to get that Half Fetch Sunday.
1: And you get to hear the so, screams while you eat your ice right. cream. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's,
0: it's oh the, boy, <laughs> it's the whole atmosphere. Yeah, the whole, the whole package. It's really delightful. Of course, there are some amazing desserts that are offered at Hollywood Brown Derby, and um, and snacks really throughout the park. Um, if you want just something sweet, as your walking from attraction to attraction, go to the market before you get to Toy Story Land. So before you hang that right to head into Toy Story Land, head to the market, Jack Jack's Num Num Cookies are back Mm. and they're just as good as they always were. And uh, we're really happy to have them back. We're heading over to Epcot, let's do that. So um, I, I have a couple and just not festival specific, Sure. to begin with. So we'll just go, if you're, if you're visiting at any time of the year, I've got one location in uh, future world and one in world showcase. So if you're going to pick something in future world, I would definitely go to garden grill oh. in the land pavilion. Um, this is the land pavilion is one of my favorites from childhood. I remember walking into this mm-hmm. pavilion, Don't you? And you looked up at the balloons and you looked at just at all of the stuff. Granted, it was a very different experience back in the day um, than it is now, but it's still just I love to sit there at the tables inside and just look up and just to be there. Um, That's another place I'll take a book and uh, and and buy a cupcake from Sunshine Seasons or whatever special extravaganza dessert they've got going on. And it'll just be me and my book and my dessert. And it's it's a happy, it's a happy time. But um, Garden Grill, as you walk by, if you've never uh, been there for the listeners, if you've never been there, it is open to the rest of the pavilion. So as you walk by, it is this longing turn of the head. <laughs> like, I know I need to keep walking because we're going to go get on Soren or Living with the Land, but man, I just want to see what's going on in there and I'd like to be a part of it. Um, it is a character experience, character male. It's a little different now. They kind of, you know, hang out and wave from afar. Um, they will come still, up and.
1: Is it still Farmer Mickey?
0: It's still farmer. Yes. It's still, from what I understand, it's still farmer Mickey. Um, He, but it is, and it's still, from what I understand, a really good experience. Like they're, they're still just right there. They're just not coming up and hugging on you. And, and that's okay. We can all understand that. It is still the same food. As well, which is super comforting. I was actually able to be there and have dinner not too far uh, before, you know, everything changed. And as far as COVID and everything, and it it was just—it's the most lovely meal. It's thoughtfully prepared. The chimichurri. steak is so delicious, but it is served more on the medium rare side, the medium side. So if a medium um, steak isn't your thing, it's a, you can actually request for extra um, to be cooked in however you want it cooked. If chimichurri sauce isn't your thing, if that's just a hair too spicy, you can ask, and they will. They make magic happen on the regular at uh, at Garden Grill, and it is all you care to eat. And if you are a Disney buff, that is the only location from which you can look into that second story window of the farmhouse in Living with the Land. Yeah. So. That's what that's... I loved about it,
1: and looking down and seeing where the the boat ride, the attraction actually begins right by the, um, uh, isn't it right outside the farmhouse? Isn't there a, a rooster or something that that mm-hmm. that's right Pete below? Crows. Yes, yeah, yeah. And the
0: below. dog barks, and the whole nine yards. And haven't you been on that attraction? And you kind of look up to your left, and you see. You know, the light up from Garden Grill and you just, Mm -hmm, oh, mm -hmm. and you go, oh, I want to be, well, you get to be there if you actually uh, stop for a meal. And it, uh, I just can't recommend it highly enough. And it's a revolving restaurant. Who doesn't love a revolving (coughs) restaurant? I mean, that's a win-win. In the World Showcase, I would definitely, um, I would definitely send people towards Chefs de France. Out of all of the restaurants in Epcot, and there are, like, there's so many guys, right? Like, how do you ever, right. how do you ever pick? But out of all of them, as I am traversing the World Showcase, that's the one, like a moth to a flame, that I'm attracted to. The amber-colored lights, just The happenings inside the huge um, panes of glass—you can just—it just looks like so much fun is happening in there, and um, and it is—it is happening. Fun is happening in there. If you love cheese, please get their cheese board, um, their uh, fromage and charcuterie. It's just so good. They include. One is to say it was four or five French cheeses. Um, a, a lovely St. Palin is on that board. Like it's just divine if you are uh, a cheese aficionado and they serve it with a lovely raisin and walnut bread. So
1: so if if you're a foodie and you're going to Walt Disney World for the first time, Okay, and all you're picturing are hamburgers and and chicken nuggets and things like that. Would you say France in Epcot is probably the number one place you need to go as a foodie, as somebody who Mm -hmm. enjoys the whole gourmet experience?
0: Yeah, I really would. I really would, John. I, I would say yes to that. So if you are foot in the door, Disney file, but you are a foodie you go to the back of the France pavilion and you go to L'Azal boulangerie patisserie and, and you order the ham and cheese and, um, jambon, um, and fromage. And you, uh, they'll ask you if you would like it warmed up and the answer, the correct answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. You want that sandwich warm. And because this lovely cheese melts and it's, it, it's st- it's not expensive and it comes on an amazing lo- a freshly made croissant and and then you're okay, then you know I'm good to go. You're ready to take the next step at um, at the bakery in in the back you get the brio pom which is this lovely brie cheese and freshly sliced apples on this multi-grain wow. bread Oof. and it is divine. <laughs> And you just think, really? We've got apples and cheese going on. Yes, you get it. And then you let us know what you think, because (laughs) it was, it's just, it's just elevated. It's elevated food. And then, of course, we're going to have a creperie in the back, in the uh, addition with uh, Remy's ratatouille adventure, so that we're going to have even more food to explore. So if you're a foodie, yeah, I would definitely head to the to the France Pavilion.
2: And it sounds like you should stay at Beach Club, Yacht Club, or Boardwalk, because uh, long distance travel after that would be, I don't know, um, dangerous. Geez, I think I'd need a nap.
0: <laughs> either that or maybe if you parked in the parking lot it's okay because you're walking off some calories there you i go. mean
2: i i was thinking i was thinking more just being lazy and going to sleep i mean if you want to be healthy i know you've taken grief over being able to consume a lot of carbs so uh, on your other uh, shows there but uh yeah I, i'm thinking nap after this yeah
0: <laughs> no you gotta burn those calories baby so you can eat more <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> One one other thing I would say is if you love ice cream and you don't want just an ice cream cone, you go to La Tazanne de Glace and you get uh, the Croque Glace. You, it's one scoop of their amazing, rich, decadent ice cream sandwiched between brioche uh, bread or in a brioche bun. And it's, it's pressed so the outside is is warm and toasty. And the inside is that cool, creamy ice cream. I have actually eaten one of those myself, the entire thing. I felt ill afterwards. I will admit I was regretting some of my decisions, but I was also happy that I had had what I had had. Um, So definitely bring a friend if you want to have
1: that. So that's my problem. I so I am an only child. So I I'm not used to sharing. And then I eat <laughs> everything and I'm miserable, you know? So I have to be careful what I eat and when I eat it. I have to walk off those calories. And you have uh, to pace yourself. <laughs> absolutely. Epcot's the place to do it, though.
2: This sounds like underachieving, John. I mean, you got to stretch the belly. You got to embrace this. I mean, again, you guys want to walk it off. Go sit down in Morocco when you're done or something. You'll be fine. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, speaking of, you know, speaking of Morocco, might as well segue again to Africa. Right. And uh, Denny, take us to our last park.
0: All right. Disney's Animal Kingdom. Um, So if you are just snacking, keep an eye out on some of the maybe lesser traveled, lesser known spots. There's a great little coffee stand called Isle of Java that is right next to Flame Tree Barbecue. A lot of times if there's a seasonal snack that's out, um, they'll have it at Isle of Java. The one problem that isle of java can have is it has funky hours so definitely get there kind of in the morning just the earlier part of the day and you'll you'll have a greater chance of catching them you can also find those holiday exclusive snacks at uh, restaurantosaurus as well so definitely pull up your my disney experience app and check in there if you are at all there with the motive of food, you want to get really familiar with My Disney Experience and just all the different um, special seasonal snacks. But definitely try Isle of Java. They, um, I stopped by today. I was in Disney's Animal Kingdom all afternoon, this afternoon. Um, I stopped by today and I had just missed them. I could hear them inside. Um, They have the new uh, gingerbread cream cheese muffin. Mm that's being offered right now during the holiday season. So I'll have to try to grab that another time. If I am in the park and I'm just in the park with me, myself and I, or with my sweet husband, we head to Satuli Canteen and Pandora World of Avatar. When Satuli Canteen opened, they took quick service at Walt Disney World to the next level. They upped the game for every other location on property. And um, a lot of those that we held in such high favor before Satooli, once Satooli came online, we went, oh, (laughs) okay. Mm. We got to, at least I did. I got to rethink all of this now. Um, Because if you can do this, then why not do it everywhere? Like the cheeseburger pods at Satooli Canteen. Mm. Are my favorite.
2: Many people have said this. I mean, imagine the McDonald's cheeseburger in a pod form that you can just put an entire cheeseburger—not entire, but pretty much—in your mouth. It's incredible. And the ways that you can get—you mentioned this about other parks, but you know, whether it be a particular protein bowl or or salad. The mix-and-match capability, it's endless. I'm not good at math, but I can't imagine the different variations and the mathematical um, exponential opportunities you have for every time you go.
0: That's right, and whether you like a vinaigrette on your bowl or you want something like a creamy ranch, like more of a cream-based dressing, it's all there, and it's all wood, like the, the wood-fired grilled chicken is mm. is actually being <laughs> grilled right there. It is just delightful. So I would um, I would definitely say uh, Satuli Canteen. If you are there during um, COVID times, they're doing a great job with mobile order and with physical distancing, you don't have to worry about that. It's an indoor outdoor location. So if you want to eat outdoors, you have that option available to you, which is always a lovely thing. Um, I have a favorite dessert though in the park, and I have gone to this restaurant specifically for this dessert. And it's nothing earth-shattering. I know that you know we've so many of us have had it, but it's the fried wontons at Yak and Yeti. Mm. Um, if you have not had the fried wontons dessert, they are cream cheese filled, crispy wontons. They are served with a lovely scoop of vanilla ice cream and um, some pineapple on the side as well. Um, that yummy, warm uh, pineapple. So it's, uh, I've gone with my family specifically for that dessert before. (laughs) At the end of a theme park evening, we have asked for a table and if it's okay just to have dessert and the (laughs) server said, absolutely. (laughs) We were so happy. But uh, that that is a dessert to write home about. And also if you are really into the backstories of some of the, The locations, Yak and Yeti, you could spend a really long time in there just taking in that entire backstory, all of the details, the layers that they have just built into that location are are really amazing.
1: Yak and Yeti and Nomad Lounge also has wonderful storytelling all throughout the entire location and Tiffin's. Joe Rody. Knows how to tell a story. We know that. And he did his best work in that park, in my opinion. And he, he had his handprint on all these locations we're talking about inside Animal Kingdom.
0: He is magic, that Joe rody Just simply magic.
2: Well, guys, did I nail it? I mean, I know exactly who to bring in. And boy, she hits a home run even from Casey's all the way over to the Animal Kingdom. I my am goodness. so
1: happy that I ate dinner before <laughs> This podcast, yeah. My mouth it is still worried. watering, though. I was worried about
3: drooling on the keyboard and <laughs> yeah. shorting everything out.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: it's uh, it's food is an experience, and even more so at Walt Disney World. I mean, where can you? go and spend an entire afternoon hunting down five different cookies in your favorite theme park or one of your favorite theme parks, if Epcot's not your favorite. And, you know, for the total of 10 bucks, you like, you have this amazing experience with your friends and your family. Like that's, that's what they do for us, right? That's the level of attention and care and detail that gets put into these experiences. We're not just going to, offer you cookies that you can buy we're gonna make it a whole thing and it's gonna be a whole thing and you get a free cookie at the end and we'll give you special stamps in your festival passport like that's just what Walt Disney World does they make food a whole lot of fun
2: awesome well Denny thank you so very much for joining us it's been an honor and a privilege to have you Um, please uh, let our listeners know if there are any new projects coming down the way from di- from the Diz, or uh, if there's uh, a particular page we should follow on social media, yeah, please, please let our listeners know.
0: Well, thank you guys so much for having me. It has just been an honor to get to be on your podcast. Um, I really, really appreciate it. It's it's so much fun talking food with with friends. Like this is this is a good thing. Um, definitely. So over at the Diz, if you uh, if you haven't been over to the Diz, come on over and check us out when you get a chance. It's W www.info.com. You will find, you'll find a plethora of information. All the details are there. We um, we have articles going up every single day. Right now, um, what consumes a, a good chunk of my week is, is my weekly article that I put out every Saturday morning called Saturday Snacks. Um, it, it morphed into this Wonderful little thing now that, um, you know, it started out with me reviewing the snacks in Walt Disney World and and writing an article and putting that up on Saturday mornings. And then the parks closed and I was left with, oh, dear, (laughs) what do I do now? So I just got a wild hair one day and decided, you know what, I'm going to make my own Disney snacks in my own. (laughs) In my own kitchen. And so the recipes that I use are directly from Disney. There are a lot of amazing dupe recipes out there. Like, oh, this is almost like, or just close to... Those are amazing, but we don't use them for Saturday snacks. What I like to use is, you know, that's that recipe that's come directly from that Disney chef or I have found it in a Disney published cookbook, that kind of thing. So I've scoured all the internets and so many of the cookbooks (laughs) and um, we're we're doing some fun snacks this holiday season and beyond and love to have you uh, join us. If you want to stop by the Diz on a Saturday morning and just see what havoc I have raked in my kitchen that week, (laughs) please come on by. Uh, If you want to, so if you want to follow us on uh, social, we are the.diz, D I S on Instagram. We're the Diz on Twitter. Um, We're all over the place. The Diz on Facebook.
1: And YouTube. Big presence on YouTube.
0: YouTube. Oh, I'm so glad you said that, John. So many YouTube channels. So we have the Diz Unplugged. We have the Diz. The Diz is going to be the home for all of our in-park fun uh that we have we also have the disney dining uh youtube channel dcl fan all things disney cruise line we have dvc fans so all things disney vacation club we have moving to orlando we have Sea disney if you are if if spanish is is your preferred language we've we've got that going on so definitely stop on by we're having a whole lot of fun
2: awesome
1: thank um, you so much Yes, thanks. Guys, it was so great to have her on the show. While we're thinking about it, top restaurants in each park.
3: Right. I would have to go Crystal Palace at Magic Kingdom for the atmosphere, Tusker House, Hollywood and Vine, and Akershus. Whew.
2: All right. I guess it's to me then. I, I love Crystal Palace. I really do. Um... Honestly, Be Our Guest, I think, is, though, is my favorite just because of the experience that goes with it, even though I do like the, the Pooh character interaction. Um, but moving on real fast, Epcot via Napoli, Tusker House at Animal Kingdom. And if I had to pick Hollywood Studios, boy, um, I haven't tried it yet, but I've, my aunt and uncle absolutely loved uh, Brown Derby, and I would love to go there someday.
1: At Magic Kingdom, I would say Be Our Guest. At Epcot, it would be Via Napoli. At Animal Kingdom, let's go with Yak and Yeti. And over in Hollywood Studios, I would say 50s Primetime Cafe. And, you know, all these can change. That's what's so great about this. I think we evolve and we, we find new favorites every time we go back. Well, thank you, guys. Another great show. Thank you all for listening. If you are listening to us through a podcast catcher, please go ahead and hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And we'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email at podcast at the You can also record a voice recording and send it to us through that email address as well. Until next time, have a great week, everybody.
0: We're glad you could join us. We'd love to hear from you. You can email or send us a recorded audio message at podcast at the Hyperion Hub.com. Find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The Hyperion Hub is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its subsidiaries. We'll meet you next time at the Hyperion Hub.